welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic today. I have the beautiful Priscilla on and she is a dream weaver and I'm really excited to have her on the show today because she has a wonderful story and I feel that where we're going to take this, where the, dire- the direction that we're going to take this today is something that is quite dear to my heart and I never really fully understood it until I've kind of come out of the end of one of these things, but we're going to dive deeper into it. So welcome to the show, Priscilla. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. You're so very welcome. I'm really excited about today. So tell us a little bit about your story and your journey to getting you to where you are here from all of the things. Yes, all of the things. The short version is I have gone through three massive career changes and an endless amount of time of dark nights of the soul. Deep, dark, ugly, hairy ones for very long periods of time that made me doubt and question everything. Um, And I could not have planned or envisioned or even imagined the careers that I picked. I don't think I even knew that they existed until I kind of stumbled upon them. The first one was when I was in university and I had to take an elective and I picked environmental science and then found out about all the stuff going on with climate change and all those things. This was what, 20 some years ago. And I was like, somebody has to do something. So then I got a (laughs) master's degree in international environmental policy and did that for a decade, burned out. I worked more on the policy, higher level government um, stuff. And then, felt a desire to do something creative. And so I loved artisanal jewelry from Brazil, which is where I'm from, even though I live in San Diego, California now. Uh, I lived most of my life in the US. Um, And so I I just jumped straight into the fashion industry and went to Brazil and went to trade shows and then came here and tried to sell them under a brand name. And that was three years of fascinating, oh my God, there's entrepreneurship. I mean, I never thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just thought I'd be like this nice little courier back and forth. And then realizing that that wasn't a viable business model for me crushed my spirit that it didn't work because I put all my sense of identity and, and um, proving energy that I could do it. Um, and then I spent five years. That was the first version of Dark Nights of the Soul, figuring out who am I? You know, now that I'm no longer a you know, what felt good for my ego and you know, environmental policy person. Now that I'm not an entrepreneur, like who am I when I'm not doing anything? Where do, where do I get my sense of value and identity from? And honestly, I had absolutely no clue what direction I was going into next. I transferred my skills into event planning and realized that the event planning was equally as chaotic and neurotic as the uh, fashion industry was and just brutal and awful and um and it just tanked my confidence even more 
And so after that, and then I ended up just taking a couple of jobs that were completely not for me and being summarily fired from both within the course of a year. So at that point, I was probably at the lowest confidence ever, uh, feeling like shit, no sense of where it was going next and um, no confidence. And so I decided I got one. And again, serendipity, I got a postcard for Trudy Robbins in the mail. And I was like, oh, going to be here in New Jersey. At the time I lived in New York, I said, let me just go to this. And that led to a year of taking his courses, uh, then finding out about IIN, which is the nutrition school I went to and began, it really was kind of like a year long sabbatical because I was, I was a basket case. I couldn't function. I was pretty depressed. I was on antidepressants. I really had no sense of direction. I was just in this kind of sad little lukewarm simmer of going nowhere. And so going into school, I began to get excited again, learning different things. And I did, I went to health coaching school or nutrition school just to um, learn about food because I had a kind of addiction to food and emotional eating for three decades. And I figured maybe this will help me stop obsessing over each calorie. And I got a coaching certificate at the end of it. And um, I had always counseled people or been a kind of a wise counsel for most people. And so I figured, let's try this. I guess it was kind of like, well, there's nowhere else to go. Let's start here and see where it goes. And I coached women for three years on emotional eating, only to realize that what the, it was never about the food. It was more about their sense of alignment, purpose, and um, and helping them with their careers, oddly enough. And and I knew there had been a missing piece. And so then within three years of doing my business, I came upon this thing called the Akashic Records, which is a way to tap into your soul's guides and to get give people a sense of direction. And that's when I really uncovered my own gift of helping people really live a soulful business. And I've been doing that now for six years. And within that developed a body of work in the Akashic Records that I downloaded on leadership and leadership archetypes. So like I said, I didn't even know any of this existed, let alone how I could have gotten here. So it has been a windy road of kind of trusting the process, kind of following the breadcrumbs and just praying and hoping to God that things would work out pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's never what I've found, there's never just one thing. And like you just said with the food, it's never about the food. It's about the deeper, deeper stuff that's going on inside. And I really want to, tap into the dark night of the soul because I never really understood what that meant, what it looked like, what was happening. And I feel that I've been through a few of them in my life and I kind of feel like I'm going through one at the moment. And it's a really interesting time in my life of expansion and up-leveling and taking my life and my business to that next level and bigger dreams bigger things that I want to be achieving, bigger impact. And over the weekend, I just curled up into a ball and just pretty much put the blanket over my head, put movies on, put sad movies on, cried and cried and cried. And one of the biggest things that really shifted me out of that was when I made that conscious decision to have no judgment around the emotion and the things because I at the beginning of my I started labeling it 
I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm frustrated. And I had all these labels for all of the things. And as soon as I decided to really feel into it and just be alone with my emotions and my feelings and not go external to go and see friends and mask it and do all the things, I felt like I moved through it a little bit faster. Still kind of feel like there's some stuff there that also still needs to move through, but it was quite full on energetically and emotionally over the weekend. So when you went through your dark night of the soul, you said that one lasted for 18 months. What were the things that were coming up for you? What, and how did you move through it? Yes. And I would say that for me, when I look back at both the, both the dark nights of the soul that I had, I felt, I would say that they were both a deepening and a cleansing experience, a deepening into my own soul and what's true for me and also a cleansing of all the stories conditioning programming conditions that i had imposed upon myself that i didn't i don't think even realize that i had or that was kind of the operating system for for getting ahead and i needed to become aware of them and they just had to go um so in the case of this one of the 18 months i burned out again the second time and had no energy because you know what my go-to has always been just push just keep going right but when you can't push then what do you do you know and so i think there was that element and then in that stillness and in that very uncomfortable quiet i began to initially have a lot of judgment of what's wrong with me why can't i get ahead why aren't things working faster or better um i don't understand i just could not and i think that context was missing and that was what made it so painful is that I couldn't understand why I was in that place, what got me there, and I certainly had no idea how long or how to get out of it. You know, I also had physical problems. I developed hypothyroidism, which in panic and anxiety attacks, like I had a physical full on, not only emotional deepening of like despair, <laughs> as well as physical elements that were getting me to pay attention that my body was out of whack and my, my way of doing things was misaligned you know bottom line and so um it was a process of i just knew i had the way out was through so i knew i had to keep going um i also knew that patience was going to be my ally even though i really didn't want to <laughs> wait why <laughs> I'm impatient um, I also realized that I had to it was a process of alignment and end of just self-discovery and so and, and trusting that each day each moment wasn't I was getting me closer out of it instead of in it even though I felt like I just kept sinking deeper and deeper into it um, my health, once I got my thyroid um, under check, also helped a lot, you know, in terms of the physical ailments and feeling of sadness. And so I think that if anyone is going through a dark night of the soul, it doesn't hurt to also just make sure that, you know, your your metabolism is working as well as it can. Obviously, the self-care yoga was what I, I began to do just restorative, which was so helpful. Um, and then eventually Bikram hot yoga, which I never anticipated again would be so, which is such a therapeutic, magical thing for someone that is not athletic. Um, 
And then I began to just kind of follow my awareness of, is there a healing? Is there something here, a healer or something that can help me? Um, and there were a few along the way, not many. Um, and then, but honestly, I, it was just leaning into whatever was healthy for me to get through it. And that was just getting up. Some days it was literally like chop wood, carry water, get up, brush your teeth, make coffee, you know, get to your desk or do something or just go for a walk. Um, we fostered a dog. And so that got me out and walking three times a day. And that was just, you know, just simple things. I found that in dark nights of the soul, simple things, extreme kindness and compassion and patience are the way through. I don't, I'm not sure if there's a, a formula for everyone. You know, I think it's, um, however, I think the insight that knowing that you will come out so much stronger out of it and clear about who you are as a person is makes it worthwhile. The key I think to manage is the mindset of it just keeps getting worse or I can't take one more day or why am I in this? Um, I think just the questions, the, the quality of questions we ask instead of, you know, for me, it's like I, I needed, I, I just, I made myself so wrong for being there. Like I could have like short, you know, like bypass that if I'd only not <laughs> fallen into this horrible, massive abyss of a ditch. Um, so, but that really was what fucked my mind over because um, I was trying to ask, I wasn't asking a very empowering question. I think, um, you know, I could have maybe asked different questions. Like, how can this, how is this supporting me? Um, and then some days just not ask anything, just not try to work on it either and make it a project, you know, and yeah. ride the wave. Um, but it is, I, I will say this, the dark nights of the soul are their own special little entity, right? Their own special container. And I think to treat it like that helps versus trying to think that you should be normal or like be in your usual chipper self. Like just understand that that is a phase and that has its own own elements its own ecosystem so not trying to be oh i was just my happy little self and i just like blah, blah, blah. well the whole point of you being here is that you're not that so you can get the contrast and get the insights so you move forward in a different way i don't know if that helps yes i really did and the the biggest takeaway the biggest takeaway from that is quality questions i talk about this all the time the quality of the question that you're asking yourself can shift your energy, shift your vibration, shift where you are in an instant with the quality of the question. And when you ask yourself shitty questions, you're going to get a shitty answer. If you're asking yourself a high quality question. You're going to get a higher quality answer. And the universe is always supporting us. And one thing that I've started to say when I'm feeling a little bit off, oh, another thing that you said was, what is normal? What is normal for you? What is normal for somebody else? And really what is normal? There really is no normal. And we're always growing and evolving and shifting and changing and pivoting and turning and all of the things and allowing yourself to be in flow of what is to come through and asking yourself, how, how is this supporting me? How am I learning and growing through this? And one thing that I say to myself is, I'm always being supported. The universe is supporting me. I'm going through this for a reason. The universe is always supporting me. And I'm not even asking a question around it. I'm just allowing myself to be supported and guided. And in those moments, 
I did it a few weeks ago and I was just, I was having a full blown moment and I was just driving and I was crying and there was just tears flowing down my face and I was, the universe is supporting me, the universe is supporting me, the universe is supporting me. And then the next thing you knew, I had a phone call that said that someone wanted to buy some stuff from me. I had some furniture that I needed to get rid of. And it was exactly the amount of money that I needed to come into my experience for that moment. And I was actually not crying about the money coming into my experience, but I was just having a moment of the universe is always supporting me. I'm always being supported. And I was like, oh, now that bill's done. That's awesome. I can, that's amazing. Because when you take resistance, when you release all resistance to the things that you want to come into your world, they start showing up a lot faster when there is no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? when you're not attached to the outcome, you know that it's going to happen and you know that the universe always delivers and the universe always says yes to us with mm-hmm. everything that we ask for. So I love, this is the first time I've actually gone into the dark night of the soul with someone on my podcast, which is amazing because I think that it's something that is maybe not spoken about enough. I think that we, there's, we speak all about the positive and all the things and we kind of dive deep in, we kind of dive a little bit into the crappy stuff that comes up. But to know that you went through it for 18 months, I believe that I'm going through something at the moment because I'm doing huge shedding and there's highs and there's lows and there's just days that I just want to just hide away. And like you said, it's getting up, cleaning your teeth, making a coffee and going for a walk outside and being gentle with yourself. I know for myself, I used to use exercise as a punishment. And I'm just going to go smash myself and just go run stairs, go for a huge big run and just exhaust myself. And I loved what you said, which was really beautiful, that you started to go to yoga, go to Bikram yoga and doing the softer things so that coming back into yourself, really feeling into your body through yoga. I really struggle with yoga because it's quite slow but I know that every time I do it, I feel amazing after it because it's connecting back to self. So where you are now and moving through all of the things, what would you suggest to someone if they were going through dark night of the soul? What would be one of the, a little process that you have taken yourself through or you take your clients through? I think that it starts with accepting of where you are. And at first it can come with resistance, right? No, 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 I'm, I'm used to the pace or the way. I think there's the dark nights night of the soul affects, to me, it's ultimately an identity shift. You come out like, you know, the caterpillar, the infamous, or you're, it's kind of a chrysalis. You're really in that cocoon and there's no way, you know, it's going to be however time it's going to be before you can come out the butterfly, right? Can't rush it. And so I think understanding pace and then context of where you are in your evolution, because that I didn't get, I just, I just thought I, it was my fault. It was, I'd stuck in myself in a ditch. If I'd only done better, moved faster, something I, I could have bypassed this horrible process, but it was really a, I just didn't realize it was just part of my spiritual growth and evolution. And it wasn't a wrongness of me. It was an opportunity to be more of me. 
And, but in the, as going through it, there's no, there's no guidebook. I will say that the, the books by Debbie Ford, um, you know, the dark side of the, the light chasers, and she does have a book on shadow work that also actually talks about the dark nights of the soul, or maybe it's actually has that as part of the title. Debbie Ford's work is really incredible. Her books are amazing. Um, and so I think understanding that your pacing will shift that it is a deepening into yourself and a shedding. And, and, and that means it will, you will be asked to question and re-reevaluate everything in your life, including who you are, what you really want and why you want it, who's in your life and why. Um, and that's not a bad thing, you know, and that you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to stick with it and take it day by day and know that there is, there is an end time to this. Um, and what can make the process a little more, well, a little easier is just to, to do, like I said, tr treat it as its own container, as a phase of your life, as a chrysalis. Don't try to be the caterpillar. Don't try to be the butterfly. It is a cocoon from which you will come out this much better, glorious, happier person but you, you know, it, it isn't going the in that you're going to come out, you know, you know, because and then those usual things that we've used to escape, hide, run for ourselves, distract, prove. Uh, for me, the proving energy was so big. I've got to prove things, you know, those deeper things of self-worth, value, um, why, you know, dreams, all of it just gets to be explored and, um, and appreciate it. So just, you, I think after a while, after kicking and screaming, which is what I did a lot, it's like, okay, this is where I am. How can I make the best of it? Um, and uh, of course I was like, how can I get the hell out of this as soon as possible? Um, but realizing that it's a whole other ball game at that point and you're going to get out of it. I love that. And I've just noticed in the background, you actually have a picture of a butterfly. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. You know, and I think it was a gift. I'm not a huge, you know, butterfly person, but yeah, it says, um, let your imagination take flight. And that could be a good thing, you know? Um, like you said, I think it. judgment. Yeah. I think judgment, as you said, is, is the greatest enemy to dark nights of the soul, which means that imagination dreams possibility, I think is our greatest ally. And then learning how to navigate uncertainty. Right. Because when you are in these darks, you know, the because um, the dark night of the soul is a journey almost like into the underbelly of ourselves, into our shadow. And it can feel uncertain and uncomfortable. All the uns are uncomfortable, uncertain and unpopular. Ooh, all the uns. I like it. <laughs> I know. Right? I just I just realized that it's like all the like you're going into the underbelly of yourself, which we don't want to do because it's unfun <laughs> but um but then you come out of it it's like you it's like you're on this little canoe you know it just keeps going you just let it ride until you get to the other side you know you'll come back to sunshine again yeah i love that yesterday i went for a drive with a friend and he had music on and i just wasn't vibing the music at all and i said can we just have some silence and it was interesting because he really struggles with silence and so we started unpacking and I said oh well, what why don't you he said oh because I'm with my thoughts I'm with my thoughts like I couldn't even get the question out he helped me I mean look I don't like being with my thoughts I don't I don't like where it takes me it's like huh I'm like, I really love being in the silence and 
when I take Zoe to school, sometimes we don't even talk to each other. Sometimes we don't even listen to music. And there's times where she looks at me and says, mum, are you talking to yourself? <laughs> I'm like, How did you know? And she's like, I can see it in you. I can feel you talking to yourself. And cause I'm asking myself quality questions or I'm having a mantra that's going on because in when we're driving, we're, we're consciously competent because we know where we're going and it's just, we just get there, which means that when thoughts and things flow through into your mind, you kind of, you're there, but you're not there because there's lots of moving parts happening. You've got the traffic, you've got the lights, you've got all the things that are going on. And I really enjoyed the silence. There was once a time, once upon a time where I didn't like the silence. I needed to have the TV on to go to sleep. I needed to have the TV on in the background. Now I, I really enjoy being in that silence and being, in that moment and if I wasn't listening to a movie it was a podcast or it was YouTube and trying to get more ideas and wanting to learn more and I needed to know more and more and more and more because I didn't feel like I was enough I didn't feel like I was I had enough information and then I talked to someone and they're like oh my goodness you've got you just know so much I'm like oh I do but in this process of where I'm at at the moment currently in my life I'm really enjoying it enjoying enjoying the silence of listening to my inner thoughts and going inwards where I used to find that quite a scary thought to be silent and to listen to my emotions, to listen to my thought processes. And I've said this a few times. It's in that non-judgment that we move through it a lot faster because when we're judging those emotions, we're staying stuck and there's a lot of resistance in that and that's I loved how you said that asking yourself quality questions and I actually got that from watching a Tony Robbins video actually when I do my journaling and asking myself asking myself a conscious question around where I want to go or what's the intention for the day what is how do people find you and what's the work that you do so what's the programs that you have what's the services that you you deliver and how do people find you in this beautiful world of social media yes i'm an intuitive business strategist and leadership facilitator of sorts and i work with women entrepreneurs that have an established business whether they're coaches consultants attorneys um bookkeepers, real estate agents, we're kind of maxed out on one-on-one -on -one work and they're looking to simplify um, their business and to make it more spacious without compromising their health, their income or their dreams and their process. So instead of just doing all the one-on-one -on -one themselves and kind of basically they're in a new phase of business and they want to make sure that they can not, their business isn't burdening them as much as it did before and for those I work one-on-one -on -one privately for six months to really clarify their vision revamp their business model if they're going to create a transformational arm to their business like writing books and courses and workshops and stuff then we put that because we use the Akashic Records so we combine soul plus strategy um, and then kind of map out team all the aspects to their business that needs to change and ultimately we're, they're really stepping into a more CEO kind of mindset versus a solopreneur than more than anything else um, and for people that aren't quite at the you know 
15 to 25K US a month in revenue and they're kind of working their way, I have um, quarterly leadership roundtables where we identify that next step for your business to grow. And the ironic and counterintuitive part is that I've noticed is that once you identify that one next step, it actually unravels and makes sense of everything else that's already in there. And then we look at cohesion and next steps. And we look at all of that within the elements of your soul fluent leadership archetype, which is the body of work that I developed. And what is the archetype that will support you in leading most powerfully um, moving forward in business and in life. Um, and so, yeah, so women entrepreneurs that feel like they have a calling and a sense of purpose, and then maybe they want to develop a body of work or they have one, and they're looking to combine soul and strategy and leadership all in one space. I love that. And where can they find you on social media? At PriscillaStefan.com is my website. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, under Priscilla Stefan. And there's also the Soul Fluent Leadership Archetype Quiz, which with three minutes, you can identify the leadership archetype that will move your business forward, um, the one that you've been operating from primarily. Um, and there are five. There's the mystic, the visionary, the strategist, the explorer, and the divine feminine. I'm a mystic. Um, I tend to work with those, and it can be really fun. That is super fun. That is super fun. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I've had so much fun talking about the dark night of the soul. And it's something that, like I said, I'm interested in at the moment because I feel like I'm going through an identity crisis and up-leveling and shedding and cocooning and all of the things. Um, so thank you so much for explaining that more fully for myself because it's helped me understand where I'm at in my world but also allowing and letting people know that it's it's a process and it can be normal some people go through it some people don't go through it and whether you do or you don't it's it's okay it is and i did develop what i call it from the records with guidance from um the ascension um leadership um, model because it goes kind of start, starts from like oh shit there's an awakening and then like you kind of go through and then midway you do come upon the identity crisis because I really felt like it just helped people to understand that there's context that there that there's a reason and a rhyme and a progression to this that they're just not stuck in a whole forever and um and so just to say that you're probably about midway through if you're feeling an identity crisis at this point and then it's just a matter of from here once you start to turn a corner it'll get you'll start to see more of the light thank you so much i have loved having you on the show go over to priscilla stefan and find her in all of the places and all of the things and connect with her and thank, thank you so you. much for being here. You're very thank welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation. When you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.